This coverage of Inspired.Legal is brought to you by Legal Talk Network, with many great podcasts to make your next commuter workout informative and educational. To improve your practice and stay in the know, visit us at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Hello and welcome to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. I'm Lawrence Coletti. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. We're recording from Inspired.Legal 2.0 at New York Law School in New York City. And I've got a great panel. They finally wrapped it up. They're FOC, fresh off their conference. They're here to share the experience here. They put on a pretty great event. And so I'm going to go around the table and introduce everybody. So let me start with the visionary, the founder, Christian Lang. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Lawrence. Great to be here. And so Matt Homan over here, as you informed me, was the master of ceremonies. He did a bang-up job this year. Really great stuff out there. You gave, uh, you gave the conference a uh, nice voice of levity, sir. Well, thank you. And then we have our host over here, Dan Lena, who is our host of, of course, Law Technology Now. And he's been uh, helping us out with On the Rose through uh, Legal Week. But you were an attendee. How'd it go for you today? Oh, it was great. I mean, I had a chance to work with uh, some folks to put on to lead one of the unpanels that put the structure together. But the whole point of it was, it's not your typical panel. When it was just, we had amazing engagement in the room. This whole event had great energy, and you know, so it was great to be a part of it. So this, this was the second uh, year for this uh, particular conference, unconference, as you guys like to bill it. But, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, definitely improved. It really felt like it was a little bit more uh, tightened up and uh, greased and, and ready to go. And so I guess, you know, for the people that are less familiar with this, uh, and I, maybe this is a Christian question, you know, tell us about Inspired.Legal and what it was that inspired you to put this event on. I described in our in the welcome session, it's a bit of an extension of the New York legal tech community, which I organize here in New York, um, which is a really wonderful collection of, of innovators, lawyers, thinkers, technologists from across the ecosystem. That's very much a community and a, a support structure. Uh, and we put on some programming, in particular programming that's violently anti-pay to play and just having what we think are important, interesting conversations. When it came time to put on a larger event we were looking around trying to figure out how we could add value to the ecosystem. And particularly given the diverse nature of who's in the meetup community, the thing that we started to zero in on was this tension between kind of problems and solutions. I, I mean, I love a good expo hall and a trade show as much as anyone, but half of that stuff feels like solutions in search of a problem to me. And I personally believe that one of the critical inhibitors to legal innovation and transformation is, is, is that we don't richly enough and deeply enough and, and critically enough define the challenges and the problems we're facing. So we decided in our kind of crazy mindset, let's put, let's put on the events no one else would put on because you can't really make money from them. Let's, let's put on an event focused ex exclusively on better defining legal problems, getting people from a bunch of different perspectives around the same tables and trying to more richly undefine the challenges they're facing and set some priorities for, for the, you know, like a bit of a roadmap for the future. And so that's, that's what we were trying to do. And in that vein, we tried to come up with programming that was highly decentralized, highly participatory, highly interactive to get as much of the, that perspective and experience of learning from everyone in the community on the table as we could. And that's, that, oh, that was essentially the genesis and the driving motivation. And highly unorthodox. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not, it's not your normal conference. It's certainly not your normal conference, yeah. No, I mean, when you told me there was no sponsors, I was like, bold choice, Christian, bold choice. Let's be very, very clear. No traditional sponsorship. Turned away all the, like, the vendors who wanted to come sell to the community. But this would not happen but for the incredible contributions of two pillars of the legal 
space, Clifford Chance Clifford in Chance. EY Law. And EY Law. Yeah. Who, <laughs> thank you for the underscore from the Master of Ceremonies, Matt Holman. And uh, this is a great space here at New York Law School. And the dean yeah. was here today. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. They, yeah, he New was York thrilled. Was I mean, incredible. He was I mean, really happy to get up there on stage and talk with you all and seem really, I mean, although he's doing you all a big favor, he was very grateful to have you here. He's a really well, nice guy. That's what's incredible. All these stakeholders... There is no quid pro quo here. They don't get anything. They have no, there are no strings attached to the stuff into programming. We get to put together the conversation we think is most important and they're willing to support it because they think it moves the industry forward. Uh, and I think that's extraordinary support. And that's just not just saying, I really do think it's extraordinary and it's rare and it allows us to do things that wouldn't make a lot of sense economically to a lot of people. So it's fun. And it's unbelievably rare coming off legal week where everything seems to have a sponsorship. Uh, it's been a while since I've been there, but were the urinals still sponsored this year? Because uh, they have been in the past, right? This is one of those. Is that real? It's <laughs> totally true. It's totally true. I know. I will swear. I swear to it. I, I've been there. But one of the challenges that is so interesting is that when people come here, they are so used to and are worn down a bit by a week of being sold to, and to be able to be in a conversation, have a creative, engaging, problem-solving, challenge-focused hour or two or three or four as they spend their day here without it feeling like there's some mercenary at the table or someone who's got to collect a number of business cards is really refreshing. And for those of us who aren't in that world every day, I don't know that we appreciate it, but given the fatigue that sometimes comes from Legal Week, it's really an amazing experience, especially because the sponsors, to their credit, are talking their regular people I'm using air quotes around that, out of what they should have gotten out of their sponsorship. Yeah, it's extraordinary. And like, it leads to incredible candor. Like I was doing a, I was hopping from unpanel to unpanel, five of which were running contemporaneously. And there's one around firm, clients, law company collaboration and innovation. And I literally heard they had this wonderful fishbowl structure running. I was literally hearing like the clients saying this and the law firm people saying, and vendors mixing it up, getting in their face, be like, that's, that's nuts. Like, that's not how it works. Like that's, you guys are asking this, but you're not giving us this. And like, it was a debate and they were really engaged and it, it was, it was incredibly constructive and fun and rich and not the kind of thing you're doing if you're in the business development mindset. Right. Well, let's get into that. I mean, you're talking about the unpanel. Now, there's some uh, programming this year, pretty unique. And so you had unpanel or un, yeah, unpanel pitches. You had five separate unpanel pitches. People had to get up there and convince people to go attend their unpanel. And then you had some debates at lunch. That was a surprise. I'm out my favorite. We'll get into that one. I think it was definitely Zach v. Um, Zach versus Bob. You know, I thought that was pretty fiery. <laughs> so that was great. And then you had the, the legal problems. You had 20 legal problems and you drew them out. And so let, let's walk through that. Just kind of explain, you know, for somebody that maybe wants to come next year, you know, what they can expect. Yeah, it's pretty simple. We try to get everyone engaged substantively when they register for the event. We're getting them thinking, we're asking them questions. The event is oriented around a number of substantive conversations. One, around the challenges inherent in technology procurement and adoption. Uh, two, challenges around platformization and interoperability. Three, the one I was referencing a moment ago about collaboration, firm, client, service companies, legal service companies. Four, around experiential learning and training. And five, around uh, issues financing legal ventures and collaborative funding models. There's five larger conversations where I have essentially deputized groups of really interesting thought leaders and, and, and actors in these spaces that are relevant to these conversations and, and delegated to them the responsibility of crafting a structure that will draw out as many people's ideas as we can, 
what people think are the most pressing challenges in that area, starting to unpack them, see how they overlap, see how they relate to one another, all with a view to by the end of the session, sourcing four specific challenge statements, which Matt helps us craft into how might we statements, which are then carried forward into small group roundtable workshopping in the afternoon. And so the, it, it's an evolution from crowdsourcing inputs, doing some work around them to curate, doing a deep dive insight discovery exercise in the workshop, and on the back end, having some additional insight and reframing of the challenges that we'll be publishing and carrying forward potentially for future work uh, in the future. And in between the interstitial bits, we have some fun programming to give people a break. And so... Well, now that's really high level analytics and, uh, you know, a critique, uh, so to speak, uh, of the legal profession and some of the the problems that it has. And, and you all are coming up with some ideas on how to fix it. But, you know, I think one of the things that helped maybe drive this home for me is like, who is this conference for? I mean, you know, you've got lawyers here that are, you know, in the fray and you all are kind of looking at it from a... Uh, kind of a global planning perspective on how to make the legal profession better, but who is this conference for, Christian? Yeah, that's the weird part, right? All the shows that are focused on sales, how do you sell to people? You segment your audience. So you're talking to a very narrow slice, deliberately. We are trying to do exactly the opposite. And part of what's animating this conference is a belief that the challenges faced by different stakeholders, all in different parts of this balkanized legal ecosystem, are often the same challenges. They might manifest themselves differently in a particular context, but at the right level of abstraction, or if you dive into the details and really drill down, drill down, drill down, it's the same sort of challenge. And we can bring a richness to the way we think about it and define it and understand it by getting all those people who are experiencing that challenge with all of its manifestations from all these different places. So in a very real sense, the conference is kind of for anybody who wants to think critically about these legal challenges and it, it really does run the gamut. I mean, we have practicing lawyers in here. We have professional staff from law firms, knowledge management, innovation types. We have clients. We have uh, law professors. We have some government lawyers. We have some technologists. We have a, a certain number of people here who are not even connected to the legal industry, but just think it's an important frontier. Uh, students. It really is a very diverse cross-section of the legal ecosystem. There's a framing that I use when I think about the kind of ideal person who comes to an event like this. It's a term I heard from someone, and I wish I could take credit for it. It's the charismatic deviant. <laughs> and and when you look around this room, uh, well, not now because it's empty, but when you look around the room an hour ago, this room is filled with charismatic deviants. It's people who are outliers in their particular organization because they think differently about things. And it could be around service delivery, could be around procurement, could be around education. This is a really target-rich environment for people who want to engage with other smart, cool people. And there's other places like that, but they're hard to find. And you're almost always, when you come to a conference or a meeting, you're traditionally sitting through a bunch of PowerPoints and waiting for that last little bit of time to talk to the speaker or engaging in the networking reception. You're hopeful to find one or two of those people in any conference you attend. And here, it, it, it's you can't swing a dead cat, as my grandmother would say, without hitting 10 of them. And I see this room, and one of the most amazing things about it, even as I look at this table, uh, and I'll give credit to everyone here, like these are all the interesting people that you otherwise feel like you're lucky to have found in a room, and at Inspire, they're everywhere. And that's pretty cool. It's a pretty, you know, it's worth, it's worth mentioning. It's a pretty intimate experience. It's 200 people. We, the, the, the smallest room that we all have to be in at the same time only holds 200, so we can only have 200 people here. And I love looking out and seeing the law student sitting next to the managing partner of the general counsel. And they're just 
shooting the breeze and chatting it up and collaborating with one another. It's and, fun. And of gigantic firms or some of the world's biggest companies. The, you know, this isn't a, this isn't the B team here, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I have to say, I was just watching the presentations and how comfortable everybody was up on stage. And it, you could tell they had been through this drill many times before. They're all very comfortable in their own skin and and they're up there telling jokes. And it was really a fun, you know, just a fun exchange. And so, you know, you guys pulled this off with just some amazing group of people. You had luminaries, you have unpanel moderators, you have volunteers. You know, I definitely want to get into that. But speaking of deviants, you know, I have Dan Lynn over here. <laughs> and he was an attendee. That's a terrible <laughs> transition. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, Dan, you're a I can't wait for the Google the search on the transcript are, of are, are listening. Deviant and Dan Lena right? in the exact yeah, like, same <laughs> sentence. Insert creative. <laughs> now I see why you brought me in on this one. All right. Thanks, Lawrence. <laughs> no, but I mean, Dan, I mean, obviously you travel all over the place. You, you attend a lot of events. You go to a lot of conferences. And so, you know, you're, you're a connoisseur of, of this type of event. So I just want to ask you just kind of point blank, you know, why, why are you here? Why did you decide to attend? Well, Christian and I actually talked about this last year. Okay, or, I mean, when you, when you came up with the idea of what you, whether you wanted to do this, I think I spoke with you kind of early in the process about, well, what do you think? Is this value? And I was really excited about it because one of the things that uh, drives me crazy about some of these conferences, I mean, I've joked before about Legal Week that sometimes it feels like Groundhog's Day. It's like, gosh, I've been hearing these same things for the last several years, and how do we... Now, I have to say, I, I was involved in some really great conversations at Legal Week this week, and I, and I saw some uh, really excellent panels. Had some, uh, we had some great podcasts while we were at Legal Week. But this, we're, we're, you're aiming to do something different here and to really empower people. Uh, one of the things I've encountered at so many other conferences, right, is when you're up there on a panel, uh, usually there's a, a ton of people in the audience who really ought to be engaged in the converse, conversation, right? So that's what this is aimed to, to be a little bit different, is to really be focused on, on let's, let's empower the people in the room. Let's go through a process of, of identifying the problem. And, you know, I think one of the things I'd like to hear Matt talk a little bit about, kind of like, to me, this is a little bit meta, right? Because I want people to go through this process and then take it back to their organizations. And we talk a lot about, you know, there's a lot of buzz around design thinking, lean thinking, agile. So many of these things all come back to kind of like empowering people to uh, identify problems and solve problems, but then thinking about the customer. And that's kind of like, to me, everything that this was all about, that, that you architected working with Christian for this conference. I always think that we always say this, and it's only partially tongue-in-cheek, is that people connect better when they're thinking together, not just drinking together. And it doesn't mean that drinking together isn't necessarily is a bad thing, but so much of our time at conferences and meetings where we feel like we really get the engagement is in that kind of hallway time where we're lucky enough to run into someone, or in that networking reception. And one thing that is amazing about this event, and it's the way that we think about stuff at Filament, is how do you get people to engage in meaningful ways throughout the course of a day that doesn't feel artificial, that doesn't feel silly, that doesn't feel like singing kumbaya, holding hands in a drum circle? And when you can give people a really interesting challenge, or even better, help them define that challenge themselves, and then give them just enough structure to con to have a conversation about it, to discuss it with people who care about it in a similar way, they walk out with a dramatically different set of experiences than if someone is reading their PowerPoint slides on the stage in a room full of people sitting shoulder to shoulder. And I look at that that in particular, and people always, when they come to an event like this, I remember last year, and even for the new people this year, they kind of, they feel like they're going to be comfortable in the unpanels because it feels normal. You're selling them something they've never bought disguised as something they buy all the time. But the moment they come into this workshop, you can see the introverts a little bit nervous. You can see people wondering what the hell is actually going to happen. 
But then you look around and you can't tell who's who. Everyone is deeply engaged because they're talking about something that's important. And a, a, a thing that I mentioned at the very beginning of the day that it really sticks with me still is that most of the people in this room don't have these peers one cubicle over or one office door over from them in their day-to-day. And to be able to find that tribe, I think, as many people have said, is really compelling. It sounds a bit corny, but when do you get to have really, really high-level conversations with people that are thoughtful in the same way you are? I want to I pick up there on something that was one of my favorite parts of the day. There is a really brilliant woman that I know who was coming up to me and we were doing our readouts and had the work product that we're trying to capture so we can share with people. And it was a very sparse worksheet. I was like, what's going on? And it turned out that table, they were so enjoying finding people they could commune with and share experiences with and learn from. They went so deep and so candid, they just, they just had to take it off the record. So the entire, that entire workshop's table is just, it's not memorialized like the rest of them, but I love that. And last year we had, there was a you know, general counsel from one of the biggest banks in the world and they got so personal and so real with what they were talking about. They took the entire room off the record. When the photographer tried to come in, they kicked them out. And it was really like a deep, meaningful discussion of the type that doesn't happen. Uh, and that's that's my favorite part. As my, it's, it's fun it'll be to read stuff out. That's my favorite part. And, and, and the hardest part about Inspire, and for those people who are thinking about it next year, is that you won't believe it until you experience it. And that sounds corny. That sounds like a bunch of marketing BS. But think about all the times you get to be in a room of 100 to 200 other people who are trying to solve the, these unbelievably hard, difficult, thorny challenges who want you to succeed, right? Who aren't worried about what it will change in their lives or their compensation or their tenure or, or whatever. And, and we don't have enough of those kind of events because they're all built around this model. To get to the point that Christian made at the very beginning, they're all built around this model of we've got to keep everyone happy and feed everyone in this lowest common denominator way to have the most butts and seats and feet in the exhibit hall versus we can, ha- we can talk to a handful of folks bring a couple sponsors in and have really amazing conversations without regard to the profit motive. All right. So I just have a couple of minutes left. Otherwise my audio engineers will be like a mutiny when I get back to, uh, when I get back home. So I do want to recap just uh, basically like, on this isn't live. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> no, it's this not live. This isn't radio. <laughs> I thought it was radio. I just crossed the age line. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was funny. The age line. So, uh, yeah, that was a common theme throughout the age line. So wait, who came up with that? Is, that? is that a thing? I've never heard that before, the age line. So a table came up with it. It wasn't mine. I, I refuse right, so to take credit for that. What is the age line? Because that's the first time I heard it, and I understood by the context you're using it, but just for the benefit of the audience, what's the age line? The age line, in my view, is always a year older than I am. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. 39? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do a brief recap, though. So uh, I want to talk about the uh, the luminaries, the unpanel moderators, and some of the volunteers real quick. Uh, so Christian, this goes back to what Dan was talking about. I think the reason why it works, we try to identify what we think are meaningful conversations to have, but then we find really passionate people in those areas, and we empower them to create a conversation around it. And we, so we get to leverage all their expertise. So the luminaries actually embraces both the the, the the thinkers and the doers who helped us craft the unpaneled discussions, which are the larger larger discussions, as well as the roundtable moderators who help do the insight discovery. Those are both luminaries. Half of them serve as unpanelists. Half of them don't. Well, tell me about these people, though. Who are they? You know, I mean, there's you have an impressive lineup here, and I think it's yeah. worth mentioning who some of these people are. 
Yeah, well, uh, I, I won't name names to the exclusions of other people, but you- but Dan Lena. Dan, Dan Lena is one of them. Yeah, no, but here, it's, okay, that's a good jumping out point. Uh, the experiential learning uh, and training on panel. We have some members of the academy, like Bill Henderson. We have some folks coming from law firms who think of, or think critically about the stuff like Nikki Shaver from from Paul Hastings. When 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 we're having the platforms and interoperability conversations, we've, we're pulling in somebody who's leading UX on behalf of TR Legal and somebody who is running one of the major document management systems and somebody's running technology integration efforts at a big four. I mean, we we try to who whose perspective would be valuable to Rich to help facilitate this conversation. But again, they're not speaking. They're just helping to drive the conversation and ask the right questions to tease out the opinions. Yeah, just to highlight that, I mean, the unpanel discussion around experiential learning, I mean, it was really great about that. I mean, everyone in that room, and there must have been 35 people in that room, by the time we were done with that 90-minute session, everyone in the room had contributed to that conversation. And there were at least a dozen people then who contributed significantly. It was, I mean, it was really an amazing discussion from a lot of different perspectives. I heard it got a little animated. It did, it did. Yeah. It, got, it got very animated. It was a real discussion, right? I mean, you know, Jeff Carr jumping in talking about, <laughs> wait, who else in the room is a customer? No one else in the room is a customer. Like, you know, so it's like, you know, it's, I mean, it was, it was, it was great. I mean, we need to have more of those conversations where where people all feel heard and and we can talk about what are the obstacles we need to overcome to move forward. No, I like I like the fire. I, mean, I like the debates. People got up there and uh, kind of went at each other a little bit in a fun way. It was that a fun, was fun. That was it was different fun. We didn't know if it would land, but it it worked great. We basically. Matt had a great idea. Instead of having a mix and mill breakfast before we start, let's start and then have a kind of a guided networking exercise after. So we came up with some controversial premises that you could take both sides up, but that are a little, little spicy, a little provocative. We found the ones that really got traction during the networking hour, and then we found brave people to come up and have a live debate about those issues, short form, two minutes on each side, in front of the group. And we got laughs and cheers and jeers, and it was, it was a blast. Yeah, I heard a couple of boos in there, but it was like a fun <laughs> boo, so... But uh, yeah, no, my favorite was- uh, They were uh, booing the MC. Were, uh, no, they yeah, were not booing sure. the MC. But my favorite one was uh, Zach versus Bob. And I got to tell you, I love Bob, but I think Zach just crushed him. I don't agree with that. I thought Bob came back. I mean, Zach made the point that law firms do innovate and they know how to make money. But Bob made the, the point that, hey, wait, there's cost to that too, right? We have 80% of people who don't have access to legal services, right? I mean, so there's, it's, it's about, I don't know. I, I, it do, was, do you I think really Bob won or do you think Zach won? over the they, framing yeah, of the debate? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah I, I, so, I mean, I, the, that was fun. And it was also substantive. Like yeah. those, it was, it was great. I really did enjoy that. And in, in the keeping them pithy like that, forcing them to follow that format, I mean, that was good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Matt, Matt and I decided in about five seconds from the stage. How do you want to do this? Two well, minutes, we, two minutes? I, I mean, like, and that's been one of, the, one of the beautiful things about this collaboration is that, you know, there's not a lot of customers who will allow you to kind of on the fly see what's going to work best for the room as the room is engaging in the day. And so they want to have that run of show that's absolutely perfect down to the minute. And even if it's not going to work or land, you got to keep doing it. And this is when we knew we wanted to do the debates, but we weren't sure how we were going to do the debates. And, and we then realized we have only a limited time for the debates. Because the, the fireside chat went so long and great. So we were just like, all right. And like, well, so how about we minutes. do two minutes? Yeah. You know, they each get two minutes, and then they each get a minute rebuttal, and then we just vote by admiration of the crowd. Yeah, that was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. Well, listen, guys, we're out of time. Or I'm going to get some nasty grams from my audio engineers. So uh, what I want to do, though, before we, uh, before we close it out today is just go around the table, give some contact information. So if our listeners want to follow up, maybe they want to attend next year, how can they finally start with Christian? 
Sure thing. Uh, so for the conference itself, the URL, the name is the URL. Inspire.legal will get you home and oh be our gosh, delivery. Oh my gosh, what happened here? So you, Incredible. You sent a text message and then two beers showed up? Like uh, yeah, we, Lawrence, the, volunteer, the level of volunteerism. That is high quality. Let, 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 let's be honest. I wrote a handwritten note and I passed it to Christian <laughs> that said, can you text us some beers? <laughs> Christian then texted one of the amazing volunteers and they showed up. And Christian was so impressed with the fact that we were carrying this entire podcast that he only asked for two beers and not four for the other two of you. Uh, okay. I thought this was a customer-centric event, though. And you notice, Lawrence, they didn't ask. They didn't bring us beers. So, you know, I mean... Uh, I don't know what to say about that. I'm just These are pros. <laughs> what, are they, what are the hacks over here? I'm just pleased that we're doing this at 9 a.m. in the morning. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. What were we talking Oh, yeah. So Contact information. Yeah, exactly. So that's the URL. You can find our social handles, most of which are inspire underscore legal, just because of social handles, right? Uh, personally, um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Christian L. Lang or on LinkedIn, or that's those are really my main media. All right. Same question, Matt. Uh, so you can find me at Matt Homan, M-A-T-T-H-O-M-A-N-N, at nearly every uh, social handle that I care, care about. Uh, my company's Filament, thefilament.com. Uh, we help smart people think together better. All right, and Dan? On Twitter, Dan Linna. And then if you want to send me an email the old-fashioned way, you can find me on the Northwestern website. And where else can they find you, Dan? On Law Technology Now. Thank you for the plug of your show. <laughs> All right. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or best yet, your favorite podcasting app. I'm Lawrence Clady. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Hey.